0: Prequel,
1: sequel, remake. Welcome to prequel, sequel, remake. Some movies shouldn't exist, but let's pretend
0: they do. I'm Peter Hunter. I'm Desmond Ports. I'm Scott Hanchu. So, welcome, yeah. folks, to prequel, sequel, remake. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that you all are here to join us on this journey. It, um, is, it,
2: it is a journey. It's definitely a journey. It's not a destination. Yeah. <laughs> if you come here thinking that you found a destination, you, you haven't. This is, this is purely journey.
1: Yeah, it's not the band journey.
2: Not the band journey. No. This is like a, the actual type there's of no journey.
1: Wheel in the sky. Yeah. Um, so now
0: just now just good a time as any to kind of explain what our podcast is about. Uh, this is prequel, sequel, remake. We we essentially propose sequels, prequels, and remakes to movies that don't have them. And that's a pretty small list of movies these days, as any of you should know. Yeah, but there's plenty of good titles available,
1: like today's movie,
2: Face, Face Off. Off. Yeah. Uh, let's just start out by saying, "Face Off kicks ass." <laughs> Face Off is badass. This is facts. Oh God! I mean, I would.
0: I mean, I, yes and no. Ooh, um Dissenting it's opinion. It's definitely the. Uh, it's a, a very quintessential 90s movie. Um, is one of those things that I think you know, if you were a kid in the 90s, I hate saying that um i think it's one of those things if you were like eight or nine when it came out you had this idea that that's like that's like a it's a good movie face off is a good movie. it's a great idea it takes the face and puts it on and then they're the other people and they they're each other face off (laughs) you watch it and uh you know it's awful uh nicholas cage is an unhinged maniac um the plot makes no sense oh no
2: it was in theaters and so i remember specifically because my brother and i were supposed to be watching the movie the stupids in our theater and john uh, landis classic they they actually made an announcement in the theater though we didn't sell enough tickets so we're not going to show the movie <laughs> like what <laughs> like so my parents are in another movie my brother and I, this, i'm like what the hell we're we supposed to do so we just snuck out and then we snuck into you know just like the side area you know of of the uh, r-rated uh face off and Ooh. i just very vividly remember Nicholas Cage, you know, he's in the scene with the lady on the plane, and he's like, "I could eat a peach for hours." (laughs) And he's like, "What what if I let you suck my tongue?" And I, it's like, (laughs) I I was just like, kind of really confused, especially as a child not having seen much in the way of like sex on the screen. Like, this is you know normal. You know, little Scotty just. What the mm -hmm.
0: hell is this? Wait, let me rephrase. If I were to let. You suck my tongue. Would you be grateful?
2: Sucking on the tongue, like, <laughs> it definitely it was confusing.
0: And he shoots her in the back of the head and throws her off an airplane, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no, that that does
1: happen. But, you know, our, our listeners might be a little confused as to what happens in Face Off. So, um, first off, spoilers. Spoiler-laden. Every- Look, obviously, if we're making a sequel or a remake... There's going to be spoilers, so prepare sure. yourself you, for
0: that. You'd be doing yourself a service to have seen the movie that we're discussing yeah. on any given episode of the podcast. And, um,
2: and these are our ideas, okay? Yeah. So don't go thinking. You can just take our ideas. <laughs> Our There's our original things. ideas, it's completely our own, and this is our intellectual property based off of existing intellectual properties and in movies.
0: Y- yeah, that's how the law works. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. I own Caster Troy. Yeah, but uh, Scott, why don't you take us through uh, the plot of Face Off?
2: Face Off, yes. Uh, in order to foil an extortion plot, an FBI agent undergoes a facial transplant surgery and assumes the identity and physical appearance of a terrorist. Hmm. But the plan turns from bad to worse when the same terrorist impersonates the FBI agent. Imagine that. <gasps> uh, so what is it, of 90, what, 92? I think uh,
1: no, I think it's 97, we wrote it's, that late, part it's late 90s, I believe. It's Wh-
2: late 90s. Late 98 late 90s. or something, anyway. Yeah. Directed by John Woo, <laughs> John Woo. <laughs> very professional podcast. Yeah. <laughs> John. Uh, star- directed by John Woo, of course, uh, starring Nicolas Cage and John Travolta, famously. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, this is the movie where they cut one guy's face off and they cut the other guy's face off and they swap them.
0: And put it's the like face on.
2: Face swap, they should have called it. Yeah. The faces come off, but they do go back on. It's, and,
0: it's not like them being off is the, the genesis of the movie. You know, no. It's no, like you like have a, like
2: it's a transitionary period in the yeah, movie. Yeah, like they're taking it off and then they, they it back they on. They live looking dudes with like y <laughs> tissue. <faces>. Yeah, <laughs> that's a cool idea. Yeah, yeah, they uh, live. They live as badass.
0: <laughs>
1: Hold on one sec. Hold on one
2: sec. Oh, buddy.
0: All right, so uh, Desmond, I believe you had some fun facts about this movie. Yes, um, and I found this really funny when I read it. Um, Apparently the studio wanted John Woo to take the slash out of the title. Really? because, because, Because people would think it was a hockey movie, which is... She's dumb. I don't yeah. not know. You know, like, that's like definitely there's, crazy. there's nothing about, like, the trailer or promotional campaign that would lead you to believe that. I don't know. Um, I mean, I,
1: when I hear face off, I literally think of people, like, facing off, like, and, like,
2: and they're going to, like, fight
1: each other or, like, confront each other.
0: It's like that's, I
2: don't think of hockey at all. Right.
0: It's like, that's what the studio had a problem wa-
2: with, like. It's like, if you bring up hockey, then I can think, oh, yeah, I could think about, like, dudes facing off, you know, and they do the stick clacky thing in the middle. And, dude, yeah. You know? Nick- when the- Beginning of the round, but it's not the first thing that comes to mind.
0: Student have a problem with Nick Cage circle headbanging in a priest costume in the first five minutes, but yeah. but, oh the my s- but the slash huh. has to
2: go. The cage can't belong in a cage. <laughs> I could be beach
0: for hours. Which, let me just go and say, when you have short hair, there's nothing dumber looking than headbanging. It hurts. Yeah, it looks <laughs> yeah, so yeah, stupid. You, have, you
2: don't have this right centrifugal force <laughs> yeah, no. going exactly. on there, you know? Yeah, know.
0: This is painful.
1: It's like, it's like you're gonna go waltz, but you're dressed in street clothes. It just looks silly. Um, silly. For bros, all you
0: people who attend waltzes out there, I, I I've been a, to a few. But that's you. that's a subject for later. Okay. Um, Good. Also, I hope get into it. those those beyond stupid looking metallic boots that they wear in the prison scene. Yeah, those are left over from the Super Mario Bros. movie. <laughs> and like hearing wow. reading that, it was so apparent, and it's like I knew it in the back of my head as a kid, even like like. Where, where, what's with these boots in this dumb prison? Like, why Why is that what they... Yeah, just leftover, leftover prop.
2: I mean, well, the whole those. thing was ri- basically written originally to be just the pri- in the prison, you know? Was it really? Yeah. Oh,
0: really? It was like, an earlier draft.
2: Re- yeah, it was just you know like that. the majority of the movie was going to be in the prison. Thankfully, it's not. Like, yeah. the prison scenes are the least memorable or good parts of the whole thing. No. You know?
0: Actually, in like, you know... Not to jump too far ahead, but in my my uh, proposed sequel, like I was like juggling the idea of like, yeah, are you gonna have a prison thing? And no, uh, well yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I w- want a w- different w- round in my remake, w- but, w- but we'll w- get, we'll 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 get, get to that. Put them in prison for them to escape. Tom Jane is there. Tom Jane, Thom uh-huh. um, Jane, Tom Jane uh, everyone's favorite, the uh, Punisher. I yeah, you know, also John Travolta. You, what else yeah. can you say? Yep, I have more guns than you.
1: Mm. Um, so um, Scott, would you recommend Face Off?
2: I fucking would. Let me, um, sorry about the language. Wait, let me rephrase. I would. Face-off is badass. <laughs> Face-off is hell of cool. Face-off has explosions. Those explosions are cool. Cool. I give it two faces off. Way off.
1: Alright, that's, that's a high endorsement. How about you, Desmond? No! Really, you not wouldn't gonna, recommend. I'm not, not going to recommend Face Off.
0: Wow, it is a slog. I mean, it's, it it's is long. It's two and a half hours. Oh, it's was, very long. It, it, I saw that runtime when in preparation for this podcast. I was we all watched the movie. Yes, and I saw that time and I was like, "Am I really? Is this about to be my night?" <laughs> like, and like. It, it it never really picks up steam. It's just like 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 the I, I guess the joy of it is Nicolas Cage. Oh, being yeah. Nicolas Cage. If you like Nick Cage, which he's great, you, you, you'll there's something something to love there. But you've probably already seen it. But like, no, it's a really like crappy action movie to be honest. Ooh. Like like none, none of the none of the action sequences are that
1: thrilling particularly. I don't uh, know. I I disagree. That ending scene with the boat's pretty
0: good. I I will give you that when he's hanging on, hanging on by the road Yeah, okay, that's cool. I don't know. I just think maybe I'm biased because I've seen it so many times. I could never see this movie again, but but it's it's a bit much.
2: Jet skiing off the side of a boat with your feet is badass.
0: (laughs) And and I don't know. I'm sure we have a John Travolta fan as a listener somewhere, but John Travolta is hard to watch on screen. He's he makes me uncomfortable. He he is. Oh,
2: puppet has got a brand new bag.
0: Oh
1: gosh! Oh, my like gosh. Pulp Fiction's good. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Oh, you don't love Battlefield
0: Earth or Michael? His uh, best film Hey, role? Ho- hold on, uh, listeners, because Battlefield Earth and 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 Michael coming up soon. Oh yeah. they're they might. They might. They might I might. Be, but but uh, to t- in, in short, nah, I don't really recommend Face Off. It's not that good. Okay. Well. I'd recommend
1: Face Off, but this, much like the Star Wars prequels, it has to be, like, conditioned in how you see it. I think you have to watch, like, the first, like, 20 minutes to get, like, what's happening. And then you can skip the next 40 minutes. You don't need it. It's overlong. There's some really creepy stuff where John Travolta's Nicholas Cage is kind of, like, pedophile kind of things. Don't
0: like it. Um, I'm sorry. Where are the conditions of, of watching the Star Wars prequels? Well, you
1: have to, like, watch, like, three scenes, and that's all you need.
0: You have to be, like... Wasted.
1: <laughs> I mean, that would. I feel like it'd just be. It more does upset. not
2: hurt. It does not <laughs> hurt. Uh, but um, anyway,
1: I would definitely recommend watching Face Off if only to see like how hammy John Travolta and Nicolas Cage
0: are like trying to play each other. That's true. John Travolta as Nicolas Cage is pretty funny. Okay, maybe I was yeah. a bit harsh, but I I'm gonna stand by what I said. I don't recommend. That. All right. Um.
1: So though that's the little touch on the movie here, and now we're gonna dive into the prequels, sequels, and remakes. If my cat was not going.
2: he's clawing me. <laughs> Um, There's a cat loose in the building.
1: <laughs> so, um, Scott, take us take it away. Take us through your face-off prequel.
2: So my face-off prequel is titled Face-Off, Episode 1, A Caster of the Troy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the tagline of, it's like looking in a mirror, only actually it is. <laughs> <laughs> so just a brief synopsis. Uh, This face-off prequel chronicles the rise of ruffian-turned-terrorist Caster Troy, starring Nicolas Cage in Eyeliner as a younger Caster Troy. (laughs) As directed by John Woo. We open on young Caster Troy, eating a peach in a car full of thugs parked outside of a bank. When asked by an impatient conspirator if they're gonna do this or what, Caster Troy remarks that he could eat a peach for hours. (laughs) (laughs) Hours later, they pull off an elaborate bank heist, but are eventually caught by the police after a 20-minute chase involving numerous vehicle swaps and casualties. Caster is then grilled by a young FBI agent, Sean Archer, as played by Ryan Gosling. Unfortunately for Caster Troy, his partner in the heist flips on him, sending Caster Troy to jail. On the inside, Caster Troy is recruited by that skinhead guy from the first movie, Nick Cassavetes. (laughs) You looked it up! (laughs) As played by Joe Pantoliano, a.k.a. Cypher, from The Matrix. Caster's brother, Pollux Troy, as played by an accurate CGI recreation of John Lennon, makes bail for Caster. Outside jail, Castor links up with Nick's big boss, a smooth Texas senator played by Sean Bean.
0: (laughs) Fuck A, Scott.
2: Working with the senator and Pollux, Castor Troy plans an elaborate mid-air hijacking of a Swiss banker's plane, believed to be carrying five million million dollars. Four million dollars. Four million dollars. No, no, (laughs) five million dollars the hijacking gets off to a great start with troy's brother hacking the swiss plane's doors to open midair. the hijacking crew then miraculously jump from their plane into the swiss plane at altitude with only one of them sucked through the plane's turbine engine and killed once on board the hijackers take control of the plane and isolate the wealthy banker daniel cohen as played by zach galifianakis (laughs) before losing consciousness A pilot sets off the emergency locator, which is intercepted by FBI agent Sean Archer. The FBI immediately launches a tactical helicopter to catch up with the hijacked plane. Castor's brother in the original plane is forced to fly off from the hijacking. Meanwhile, Swiss banker Daniel Cohen tries in vain to explain that the millions of dollars in his net worth is stored digitally, a concept not known to Castor Troy or the senator in 1991, forcing the hijackers to cut off both of his arms brutally. <clears throat> that was canon. I didn't I mean I didn't want it to get that violent but I got to go with what's written in the in the text, you know. Anyway, at this point, the helicopters are sirens ablaze in hot pursuit of the plane. Caster Troy emerges from the side of the plane with the armless banker. Smugly, he shoots the banker and drops him from the plane, giving the audience that classic Caster Troy shrug once again. Sean Archer pilots his helicopter ahead of the plane and then jumps out, miraculously landing inside the Swiss plane without dying. Sean Archer and Caster Troy have an intense gun battle inside the plane. Eventually they run out of ammo and are forced to have a dialogue. Then out of the airplane bathroom comes a passenger. A passenger who takes off his mask revealing that he is the senator, claiming, it's over Troy, and pulling a gun on Caster. Caster Troy gets on his knees, but grabs a knife from his back and throws it, hitting the senator in the neck, who immediately dies. Before. <laughs> well, I, I, I wrote the first draft of him not dying. I'm like, well, that just didn't seem right. <laughs> Before Sean Archer can retaliate, Caster switches on a device that locks Sean Archer in the plane cabin. Caster then presses play on a cassette recorder and jumps from the plane. The cassette recorder informs the plane's cabin that he's given them three minutes to escape, lest the plane crash into the Golden Gate Bridge. The 1991 hit song, Unbelievable, by EMF begins playing. (laughs) Using a laser on his watch, Sean Archer cuts a hole into the cockpit and is able to pull up the controls on the plane just in time to narrowly avoid crashing into the Golden Gate Bridge. (laughs) Laughing maniacally, Caster Troy descends to the ground in his parachute, screaming, I'm Caster Troy! Total runtime, two hours, 26 minutes. <laughs> Predicted Rotten Tomatoes rating, 91%. Predicted box office gross, $100 million. Actual box office gross, $70 million. Wow, Wow. Um, <clears throat> that's awesome. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. So I kind of want to see that movie.
0: I, yeah. I do too, because... Um, uh, other than CGI John Lennon, and, and, uh, <laughs> that could exist. Oh yeah, no, that no, movie no, could definitely yeah, they did, exist.
1: They did a good job. Um, they did a good job with I the mean, assignment. I think they
2: could do the CGI John
1: Lennon. They could definitely The same thing. They, they did it. CGI Grandma
0: Tarkin. They like, did. so C- no, unbelievable. <laughs> oh my god. I they yeah. did
2: CGI Tupac. They, they did.
0: Um, possible yeah. That's super awesome. Like I love that. Like like you didn't feel the need to, to get a face swap in there.
2: Well, yeah, there. So I definitely did. I, <laughs> oh, I did. I did look back on, it and then that's when I added that the, the, the senator o- takes off a mask. You know, that's a face off. Yeah,
0: it's face off in franchise and name only. Yeah, you know? it, it happened after the first
1: film. You just have to title it, to tie it. But I, I think you did a great job with the assignments. Well, yeah.
2: thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You're unbelievable. <laughs> 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 oh, uh, no, really,
0: Scott? That was really good. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, like actually, know. like I was. Way better than
2: a, a face off prequel, is any right to be. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Thoroughly researched.
1: More thoroughly researched than the original. More thoroughly it's, researched. It's all than the in the face-off.
2: text. It's in. You have to be, as a creator, you have to go into the text. You have to see between the lines. You have to read what's there on the screen when John Travolta, as Nicolas Cage, is sifting through the files to find. What happened? Oh no, he I, was still actually just John Travolta. Wait, let me rephrase. John Archer. Sean Archer yeah. Sean
0: I see Archer. you late at night on at your, your your TV screen, like just the blue light like shining on you, like in Blade <laughs> Runner when he's like amplifying like the text in the screen in that one scene very slowly, he's, like en- en- and zoom in. Yeah, yeah, enhance, yeah, 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 yeah enhance, Enhanced. and just like like jotting down all these facts on 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 Caster Troy's file.
2: Well, I did. I used my VHS player and honest. I put it on pause and then I went forward frame by frame because. That <laughs> actually they cover it up, so you only get a couple of decent frames where you can read all the information before it gets like covered by you know something else.
0: Which uh, I'll take this minute to say: buy a VHS player while you still can, because they are not being made anymore.
2: VHS players are badass. Actually, I don't know if that's true.
0: Um, I don't know.
2: Whatever. Um, so yeah, yeah. So we did. We prequels under our belt. Uh, we move straight on to the sequel. Sequel, b- written by. Uh, Desmond. Desmond. All right. All right. Um. So
1: yeah,
0: just tell us about your sequel. This is the sequel to Face Off, titled Face On. Tagline: Face your past. Ooh. Director: John Woo, of course. This is his magnum opus. I mean, this is this is his masterpiece, guys. You have mm. to keep it pure. You have to, you keep, have it to keep it pure. All right. Synopsis. Uh-huh. Christian Slater is hotshot detective Adam Hassler, biological son of Caster Troy, (laughs) Nicolas Cage, and adoptive son of Sean Archer, played by John Travolta. Sean Archer has not been seen in over 10 years, and Hassler is now investigating a case alluding to Caster Troy's return. Meanwhile, Caster's old business partner, jewel thief Alistair the ballerina DuPont, played by Jean-Claude Van Damme, (laughs) finds out about Caster Troy's supposed return and escapes from maximum security prison using his strong legs and karate. Aware that Adam is Caster's son and the officer leading the investigation on Castor's return, Alistair attempts to kidnap Adam at his home. A thrilling fight ensues with many spin kicks and gun kata.
2: <laughs> gun is badass. Oh my God. Gun-kata. Citing my
0: source, equilibrium. Uh... <laughs> Alistair eventually defeats Hassler and reveals his plan to swap faces with the young cop. Using police resources to track down and kill Caster Troy, who had betrayed and left him for dead years before, Alistair plans to take over Troy's criminal empire. The surgery is a success, and Alistair begins his ruse. (laughs) Hassler awakens just as Crooked Doctor, played by William Shatner, is giving him a lethal injection and forces the Doctor at gunpoint to give him Alistair's face. He then drowns said Doctor. (laughs) Alistair, as Hassler, has now become extremely popular at the precinct with his newfound martial arts prowess. In a scene in the showers, three cops harass the, the disguised Alistair, who beats the Tara out of them butt naked with ballerina-like finesse. Hassler's partner, played by Lance Henriksen, becomes, subs- oh my <laughs> becomes suspicious when he sees Hassler's spinning roundhouse kicks. He's like 75. <laughs> Look, let me just say, I'm plucking these actors at the age I want them okay. to be. This All is right, a... Fair.
1: That is your right. Okay. That is your right. There you
0: fair. go. <laughs> like, like uh, Christian Slayer is young. Very young in this Okay. Movie. Hey! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is a... Uh, yeah. Hassler, as Alistair, meets with Alistair's old crew, Nosotros, played by Peter Stormare, and Vosotros, played by Arnold Vosloo. <laughs> the mummy, for those you don't know. Great actor. Look him up. Hell yeah. Leading them Hassler goes on a crime spree, committing crimes that would elicit a response from Hassler's old police unit. They meet up with an arms dealer who is revealed to be Caster Troy in the <gasps> flesh. Oh Adam is caught off guard, seeing his true father after all these years, and Caster Troy betrays them. He has his sadistic henchwoman, Xena, played by Famke Jem- Jem- Jan- Janice... Famke Jemsen. How
1: is it said? Famke Jemsen.
0: It's, it's Famke
1: Fom- Jemsen. Who? Fomka. She's um, Zena on top. She's Jean Grey in the X-Men movies. The Did original she actually ones?
2: play Xenia in no, Gold and I? Yeah, she does. She does? Yeah, it's just Xena.
0: Oh. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> Xenia!
2: Wow. He, okay. has a,
0: he has a sadistic henchwoman, Xena, played by Famke Jensen, shoot Nisotros and take the money. Nisotros becomes suspicious when Alistair does not use his awesome kicks to save the day. <laughs> The arms deal is then raided by Hassler's unit. Hassler's partner is killed by Troy. Alistair kills Zena in an epic battle of kicks, and Adam shoots Vasotros. Hassler and Alistair go after Troy, who is attempting to escape via hot air balloon. As the two hang from the hot air balloon, Caster Troy cuts Alistair's rope, killing him, stating, I recognize the ballerina's kicks anywhere. <laughs> Caster pulls Hassler up into the balloon, revealing himself to be Sean Archer, who has once again gone undercover with Troy's face. Sean mm. Archer's original face was destroyed in a lab fire, sure, whatever, <laughs> pre- preventing him from switching back. With Adam's original face also destroyed, the two decide they have no choice but to live out their lives in their new skins. They sail off in the hot air balloon, uncertain of what the future holds.
2: Aww.
0: Ooh, leaves it open for another one. Exactly. Oh, man.
2: I'm into it. I yeah. mean, uh, I, I liked how you had... Uh, like the Bond people in there, I was, <laughs> I was imagining a lot of GoldenEye. I was, on. I was imagining yeah.
0: straight up GoldenEye. I mean, yeah, It'd be yeah. great
2: if they made Face Off into an N sixty four game like GoldenEye. That would, it would work
0: totally. It, and, I, and definitely, like you know, with the John, it's a very kick heavy Jean-Claude Van Dam movie. I'm hey listeners, I'm a huge Van Dam fan. If anyone shares a that, Van it, fan, Van fan, or a fan. Um, um. So what's what's better than Xenia, who who, who strangles people to death with her thighs? <laughs> by Van Damme who's who's who can crush a man with his with his you know with his legs.
2: I'm yeah. just imagining like 50 plus minutes of just spin kicking. Just like <laughs> you know high kicks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> whoa,
0: whoa. oh man.
2: One after another. Oh man.
0: And you know what to be fair like 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 Jean-Claude Van Damme can really kick. Like well, he oh, yeah. gets them legs up like I he's would hope good at it. Like Jeez, I would hope. It's he's really good at it and it's like kind of impressive. Um so I'm glad you guys enjoy. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, Unless you're lying, I've watched the shit out of that. I would watch that, yeah. I would too. Uh, so the budget, a uh, hundred, hundred mil estimated. Van Damme's salary is undisclosed. Of course. Rotten Tomatoes score. Uh, critics give it a 24 percent. Audiences like it a little bit more. Actually, twice as much at a 48 percent.
1: Still failing.
0: Still failing. This isn't a, this isn't a highly regarded movie. I think. You know, what do people like about Face Off? Nick Cage, and he doesn't come into the third act. It's a very '90s sequel thing to do. Yeah, and people are disappointed. Expected gross profit: 150 mil. Actual gross profit: Tanks loses 20 million dollars. Oof. Um, no one sees this movie.
1: Well, I would see that movie. Yeah, I, I don't know why I'd on be blue. so
0: down. On, I don't know why I'd be so down on my own thing, but I just thought. Like,
2: hey, you know, you just got to look at the reality of the situation. Reality. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if You put your hopes and dreams into the basket. You send a basket somewhere to somebody. You might not get that basket back.
0: Also, True. Uh, uh, I'm a fan of movies. I don't make movies, really. Um, I know nothing about really what a, like a budget for these things are, so my numbers right. probably sound ridiculous. Um, Hopefully I'll learn a thing yeah. or two. All right, well. So anyway, that's uh, that's my uh, sequel to Face Off. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, how you like the podcast so far? It's not over yet. Let okay. us let
2: us know by <laughs> reaching out to us on social media. So, uh, we've done the prequel. Yeah. We've done the sequel. Now we're doing the remake. Which yep. is uh authored by our very own Peter Hunter.
1: All right. Yeah. Um, I'm ready for this. Uh I um, love you, Peter. Thanks, Des. Good. I appreciate you. You're dang right. I appreciate you.
2: Aww. Aww. Aww.
1: All right, so um, my remake is titled Face.off and uh, fun fact you can buy those domain extensions you know there's like .computer now there's .porn there's .pizza there's .cookies so as part of the marketing marketing campaign for this film they're going to register .off and they're going to register face.off and that tags in, uh, that goes into my tagline log on
2: Mm. Synchronicity right there. Yeah. Synchronicity. Yeah. It's like poetry. It, it rhymes. Yeah, and it's it. like it's like poetry. How it's it just rhymes. so dense There's just so much packed in there <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: My directors are um, the Wachowskis, uh, Lana and Lily um, there's a lot of hacking. There's a lot of pathos. There's a lot of colors. I see colors. So um, I think the Wachowskis are going to be perfect. Perfect I really, for
0: this. I, I really like the Wachowskis. Not, uh, not ironically.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen um, Jupiter Ascending, but I liked it's everything else they did. I it's, mean, I, I heard it. Was it's a good,
0: good time. It's a good shitty good time. The
2: Matrix okay. is all around you. It's when you go to school, when you do think to think that's, Do you think that's air you're breathing? <laughs> You know, Morpheus is badass. Um, (laughs) Alright, so if you want more pathos
1: like that, here we go. The year is 2045. We open on a convention in DC. The focus is the world's most lucrative industry, virtual reality. Caster Troy, Jared Leto, and his adopted brother Pollux, LeBron James, arrive on the scene in a golden self-driving hover car sponsored by Kia Motors. Rave music players as they enter a VIP lounge and meet up with their contact, an undercover Russian operative played by Ryan Reynolds. Their pair opens an attache case to reveal a USB drive in a clear, plastic lockbox. Caster Troy asks the operative if they, Got a deal? The two shake and the operative says, Now, it was a setup." After an extended chase through the convention hall costing 15 FBI agents their lives and sending Castor into a coma, God. the brothers are taken into a custody. The Russian operative is revealed to be none other than crack agent Sean Archer. Back at FBI headquarters, Sean Archer's partner, Mac, Jimon Hunsu, aka the other gladiator from Gladiator, reveals the USB drive's content. It's a cache of sensitive information on 10 million American citizens. (gasps) More sinister still, the drive is one in a set of 10. If a passcode isn't entered into the Troy's personal servers by midnight the following Friday, the data on the other nine will be released to the public through some sort of WikiLeaks-type website. Something like
2: like Wiki L- Weeks.
1: Licky Weeks or yeah, yeah. nothing creative. Not creative at all. Um, the only people on the planet with the passcode are Caster and Pollux Troy. Mac forms a plan. Pollux is currently being held in a, muse- um,
2: a museum. <laughs> <laughs> it belongs in a museum. Night of the Museum 3 face on. <laughs> all right.
1: Pollux is currently being held in a maximum security virtual reality version of Alcatraz. Prisoners have their likenesses projected into the prison, while their bodies are stored in an underground refrigeration unit. Using advanced (laughs) computer technology, they'll broadcast Archer into the prison in the form of Caster in order to get the code from Pollux. The FBI director, played by John Travolta, of course, mm-hmm. has a monologue about their fruits of their labor. That's so fucking lame. I could eat this peach for hours. <laughs> they would so do that. <laughs> they too. would. No, you have to. <laughs> it would 100 You have to have the stupid cameo from the last one. You just, you have to. Just remember, I have more guns
0: than you. Punisher, 2004. Look it up. <laughs>
1: Archer meets up with Pollux in virtual Alcatraz. The two assert dominance over their fellow inmates, played by the rest of the cast of two guys, a girl, and a pizza place, by utterly destroying them in a game of horse. One of the inmates asks, You guys are brothers? Archer says, He's adopted. <laughs> Pollux reveals that the Troy's money man, Julio Cleveland, played by John Leguizamo, is also in the prison and that he's managed to procure virtual weapons they can use in their escape. Back in the FBI facility, Caster awakens and quickly discovers the FBI's plan. Caster grabs Max's phone and calls an old friend, The Doctor. He knocks out Mac, who's guarding his room. Mac comes to several hours later strapped to a medical table with a laser pointed down at his face. Out of the corner of his eye, he sees the FBI director sitting on the floor, dead. His face has been cut off. Caster laments that things had to get this messy, and switches on the machine. Mac starts screaming as his face is lasered off. Caster's associate, the doctor, removes a towel from his face to reveal he now has the face of the FBI director, while Troy has archers, which he removed from his face while he was in cryosleep. Troy heats up a metal plate on a Bunsen burner, and then caster places this metal plate on the spot where Mac's face used to be, and has the machine adhere it to him with the lasers.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's how that works.
1: Yeah, no, he's a... He's Medi- a sad-
2: medically speaking.
1: Yeah, he's a sadistic individual. Don't you, question the
2: science. You would use a hot plate, you know, you to sear the edges back yeah, on. Yeah,
1: exactly. It, it, that, that sears in the flavor.
2: Hmm. Mm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, in virtual out... Al- <laughs> Meanwhile, in virtual Alcatraz, Julio, Pollux, and archer, corner a group of guards and incapacitate them. Julio unsheaths a particularly long ship from his side holster and stabs the wall beside him. Let's get hackin'. In the real world, Caster and, uh, Caster and the Doctor try to convince the head of the IRS, played by Sean Astin, to turn over personal data on every American taxpayer. They argue that they can cross-check the personal data on Casta's time bomb USB stick with their cachet of info. When the IRS head refuses to turn it over, the doctor shoves his head into a paper shredder. They start to download the data when Castor receives a phone call. Castor and Pollux have escaped their prison cells. Archer, Pollux, and Cleveland approach the center of the prison. Cleveland reveals he can hack a terminal in the corridor up ahead to kickstart them out of their cryosleep. Pollux and Archer take out a few sets of guards and Cleveland begins hacking the terminal. While he's at work, Archer asks Pollux for the code to stop the data payload. When Pollux asks him why, suddenly the typing stops. Cleveland turns around. His chest is riddled in bullet holes. Maybe because he's not your brother. Castor's voice rings over the loudspeaker. Pollux takes Cleveland in his arms as he passes away. Castor reveals that he and his associate are in the cryo chamber where their bodies are in cryo sleep. He's going to sell the entire country's data to the highest bidder, but first he has to take them all out to tie up loose ends. Pollux says, But I'm your brother. Castor responds, You're adopted. Suddenly, a projection of Caster as Sean Archer appears in the hallway and sprints towards the two. Archer tells Pollux to get on the terminal and start hacking. What about you? Don't worry, I know kung fu. Caster and Archer engage in a furious fistfight. Caster punches Archer through several prison walls, then Archer throws Caster through the roof into the stratosphere. The two have a capoeira-style dance fight in the edges of the Earth's atmosphere. Finally, Archer punches Caster so hard he is sent catapulting back into the prison's floor. Pollux is just about to crack the code, but before he can, Caster disappears. Suddenly, Pollux's chest is littered with bullet holes. He falls to the ground and shuts his eyes. Caster marks Archer. He reminds him he had an associate with him the whole time in case anything went wrong. He tells him he's assumed his identity both physically and digitally, and he can't wait to do, quote, real bad things to his wife and daughter. Gotta keep the pervert part gotta keep the pervert sanctity of the original.
0: Yeah, Papa's as I said earlier, he assaults a woman in the first five minutes. He
1: does.
2: Papa's got a brand new bag. <clears throat> Ooh.
1: Suddenly, in the real world, the Doctor's head explodes with the crack of a bullet. Archer turns to find Pollux slumped over, using a shotgun to prop himself up. The bullet wounds had awoken him from cryosleep. Your boy forgot his gun. Caster tries to reason with him, but before he can get a word out, Pollux fires another volley into Caster's chest. As Pollux stumbles to castor's limp body on the floor, he points the shotgun at his chest. How's this for reality? But we're brothers. Pollux simply replies, I'm adopted. And shoots him in the chest again, killing him. Pollux wakes up Archer from his refrigeration pod and stumbles to the ground. Archer holds him close. Pollux whispers, For Cleveland. And dies. (laughs) Down with the sickness starts playing. Roll credits.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, oh man, ah. you, you really went a different
2: I love it. I yeah.
0: love it. Yeah. You definitely went a different direction. You made it your own. That yeah. is, uh...
2: It's got intrigue. It's got, you know. <laughs>
1: LeBron James is sort of the hero of this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: It's got the hacking. It's got a little bit of basketball in there. You know, it's got the, <laughs> the rock. You know, which is another movie we might yeah, do Yeah, there's another good one to do you you know. Know.
1: Also, Down with the Sickness, the best credit song
2: Exactly I think I think uh, the longer you listen to this
0: podcast, folks You're going to hear more and more movies ending with da- yeah, uh, Smash cut to Down with the Sickness Do you can think of a better of way to end a movie? I, I mean, you know. Either you know. either Down with the Sickness or the Thriller ending Where the main character like turns around and superimposed have those yellow eyes like come over him? Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Total runtime: 100 minutes. Budget: 150 million. Pre- um, Rotten Tomatoes rating: 35% critic, 70% audience. Critics hate it. Audiences love it. Mm. However, predicted box office gross: 350 million. Actual box office gross: 300 million. Ooh. Ooh, lost lost some money. And you know they marketed the crap out of this. They had like tie-ins with Doritos and Pepsi. They bought a whole like domain name extension to promote it.
2: Those Doritos were damn good, and if I wasn't eating them, I could also use them as kindling.
1: Yeah. What 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 do Doritos do, Scott?
2: They are flammable. What else do they do? You eat them, and they turn your poop funny. What else do they do? They they kick you in the ass. Say right. oh oh uh <laughs> uh burritos are kick ass. Yeah. That, that's what I was supposed to say, right? <laughs> it is yeah uh, well hell yeah so you know we've we've made it through yep that, we're on the other side
1: yep so that's the end of our first episode um, let us know what you thought of our prequels sequels and remakes let, me, let us know which one is your favorite
2: you know this is a podcast that is emphasizing you know people using their imaginations you know so we hope you were just able to visualize in your head you know what was what we're talking about some cool ass movies and you know Give us money to to make those movies, maybe. You you uh, you know uh, we're gonna start a Patreon
0: about and we're gonna th- we're gonna fund these movies. <laughs> Audience gonna, favorite, uh, whichever we'll, one wins we'll, at the end of the podcast will be made without fail. Yeah, and really, you know, I, I, I may have been been uh, pooping all over Face Off, but uh, there's nothing greater than a good bad movie.
2: You know, every time we always put it on, we always have a good time. You know, it's not like you pay attention to the whole thing.
0: Share that with your friends. You know, a good bad movie, you'll you'll laugh like never before, and it'll just be you'll you'll start a little 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 culture your own. You know, just riffing on these crappy movies. But uh, until next time, folks, thank you so much for listening. I'm Desmond Ports. I'm Scott. I'm Peter Hunter.
2: And this has been Prequel, Prequel, Sequel, Remake.